Chats from the Blog Cabin. Your favorite podcast is here. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin. You know, the show where I invite people virtually into the blog cabin to chat about life. And as part of our Sunday inspirational series, I had my sweet friend who I actually have saved in my phone, Madison's sweet friend Upton in my oh. phone. Um, on and Madison is going to share with her with us her testimony of faith and also how she's made it a priority to keep her marriage alive and well because of what she's gone through in her life. So welcome to the show, Madison. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll dive into your story. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so honored, as always, to be a part of anything that you are doing. You are such a light and such a joy, Melissa. And I love um, how you're inspiring people and putting yourself out there. And I'm so honored to be a part of this. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. So let's talk. Now, many people may remember you were on the Restore for Moms panel, which I greatly appreciate you. And then when I asked you to come back on, we were talking about faith. So let's talk about who you are first and then talk about your journey of faith. Absolutely. So I'm Madison Upton. I am originally from Eastern North Carolina and um, born and raised in a very rural environment. Mm -hmm. um, grew up in the church, um, family church that my dad's family had been a big part of um, and uh, was baptized in that church. So faith is not a new concept for me. I, I was raised in the church and my entire family, um, they're, they're all Christians and um, came from a very supportive Christian background. Um, I moved to Raleigh in, um, after high school. I went to NC State, met my husband there, never left, and have been in the area ever since. We uh, have been married for 10 years. Um, as Melissa said, our marriage is, uh, gosh, it's the bedstone, the bedrock, I guess, of everything that I do. And so it's very, very important to me. Um, so married for 10 years, we have two little girls, a first grader and a three-year-old who is in full-time daycare. And um, I am, I wear a lot of hats, but I'm probably mainly the financial controller at our family company. So blessed enough to work with my husband and my father-in-law at our family company. Uh, we're custom home builders, and I've, I've only been with the family business for about three and a half years. Um, my background's corporate HR, and I'll talk a little bit more about my background later. But um, yeah, been here for about three and a half years and have the, um, the pleasure and the challenge, I guess, of working in a family business um, and all the joys and benefits that come along with that. So, so I guess that's a little bit about me. That's a lot about you. <laughs> so one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on is because we had a conversation one day and you were talking about, maybe it was through text message or Instagram message that both you and your husband have come from divorced homes and you're making it a priority that you don't want to go down that lane. So talk about that and how much that plays a role in your faith as well. Sure. Before we got married, we had a very real conversation of um, we both come from divorce and it's not something that we're ever going to be okay with. And so um, we really had the conversation of, are, are you good with this being forever? Because for me, it has to be forever. I'm not, divorce is not going to be an option. It's just not, not something I'm going to put um, our family through or potential children through. So I'm in it forever. Are you in it forever? And we, we both had that question and both had that desire um, for us to be on the same page about that. So that was a conversation we had before we ever got married. Um, and I guess let me back up just a little bit. So our parents actually got divorced or separated within six months of each other. Wow. Uh, we were both in college. Um, we were sophomores in college. Mine separated in the spring. Uh, Rudy and I had not met yet his separated in the fall and we had met about two months before his separated. So within six months of each other and um, as challenging and as um, hard as that was and still is, 
there was a bond there for us. We had we had a lot that we could um, commiserate about and a lot that we could support each other on because we were going through the same feelings. And so that it, it did bring us closer together. It gave us, or I should, should say it brought us closer quicker. Um, I think we would have been as close as we are now if all of those things hadn't happened, but it brought us closer quicker because we had um, a deeper, a deeper something that mm -hmm. we could relate to. So you already said you work with your husband, so that's got to be tough sometimes to separate work from home life. It, it can be challenging sometimes. That is another serious hard conversation we had so before i um before i came to work at upton and company we we prayed a lot we um just sought god's counsel on that so much and and had to have conversations with one another about if we do this what are kind of what are the guidelines what are what are the i think rules is not the right word but what are the guidelines that we're going to follow? And um, if somebody has to call quits, can we? And so we put in place that this is his family business. Um, I'm, I'm a part of it, but it's his family. And so if at any time he says this isn't working for me, then I have to go find another job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and if I at any time say this isn't working for me, then he has to respect that. And so we both have the option to say, because our marriage is so important and because our family is the, the marriage and the family is the priority, then work is, is not. And so if something's not working because of work and because we work together, then that's the part that has to change. And we both have the ability um, and we'll get the respect from the other spouse to say, okay, I got to call it. It's not working. Um, so that's kind of how we have set up our arrangement, if you will. But yeah, it is challenging. Um, there's um, not only is it my husband, it's also my father-in-law. And so you have different generations, you have different viewpoints. You really have three people trying to lead an organization. Um, so there's, there are a lot of challenges that come with that. There's also a lot of blessings a lot of blessings that I wouldn't have at this season in my life if I worked anywhere else. Um, so I stay for the blessings. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the challenges and then we'll get into the blessings. So where's obviously separating work from home is a challenge because sometimes you want, especially now that you're, is your company building your house as well? Yes. So we are in the process of building our own personal house. We, um, we, Rudy and I have built a personal home once before, four and a half years ago. And um, yep, we are in the process of doing it a second time. So that's going to be challenging right there is like, you really want to know, but do you, I want to know some of the things. And I noticed the other day you were like, I try not to pry into, I just need a, like a date. But I don't I'm trying not to do the day to day, which is hard, I guess. Right. Yes. So I don't ask the question, when will our house be finished? Um, we have wonderful customers and they are all deserving of knowing when they can move in. But I know how many times in a week my husband gets asked that question. And so that is not going to be a question he hears from his wife. <laughs> when is my house going to be ready? Um, even though my heart wants to ask really bad. My head knows better than that. So I don't ask that question. Um, uh, my best friend happens to work with us. She's our designer, Amy. And um, I sneakily will say to her, what's the production? Like, what, what's that schedule looking like? Mm -hmm. I don't handle anything with production. Um, so I really don't know that information, but she does. And so <laughs> I've heard whispers of November, but um, I think I shared with you, as long as I can celebrate Christmas morning in our new home and Santa Claus comes to our new house, then um, I, my heart will be happy. So we're going to take a brief commercial break and then we're going to come back and talk about some of the blessings you have from working with your husband. So okay. here we go to our commercial. Chats from the blog cabin. Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now.
chats from the blog cabin. Hit subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Hi, my name is Joanna, and I would like to share with you a little bit about Shores of Grace, Shores Philly. It's a ministry located in Philadelphia. The portion of Shores that I volunteer for goes into Kensington, an area greatly impacted by homelessness and addiction. We go and we take love, food, clothing, snacks, conversation. Um, we believe that it is a way that we can meet people right where they are and show them the love of Jesus. Uh, we have seen lives changed in big ways and in small ways, and we have built wonderful relationships with the people in the community. Uh, we have big plans, more we'd like to do, um, and we would appreciate any support, either through prayer or through donation. If you would like to donate, you can go to shoresofgrace.com, and in the menu, click on Donate, and we just ask that you put Philly in your donation comments. Thank you. And we are back chatting with Madison about working with your husband, having your faith, making sure your marriage survives working with your husband. Uh, so what are the blessings from working with your husband? So, gosh, there's a lot. I'm trying to think, what, what are my favorite blessings? Um, as a wife, when you don't... Uh, when you don't work with your husband. And, and so since I've only been here for three and a half years um, and I started my career elsewhere, I have had a, a lot of years of life that we weren't working together. Um, so I have experienced the difference. Um, so prior to coming to Upton and Company, um, I've never seen how my husband really interacts in a professional environment. Um, I haven't seen how he deals with our subcontractors or how he manages our employees um, or really his his business intellect. That's not it's not an area of his life that honestly I was privy to because eight hours a day we were in other spaces. So uh, since I've been here, I see all of that and all of that is so attractive. It is so attractive to be able to see your husband in that way. Um, now, granted, I guess that, you know, if you were a poor boss and if you were a poor decision maker, maybe that wouldn't be so attractive. So I guess I'm very fortunate that he's a great boss to his employees and um, he is a good decision maker. And he does have uh, lots of intellect around business operations and, and financials. Um so I'm privy to see those wonderful things, um, but it is, it's an attractive quality to, to see him in that light. And um, prior to me coming here, um, I guess we were married for about seven years and I, I didn't see that side of him. So that's, that's a huge blessing in my opinion. Um, from a family standpoint, uh, the flexibility is, I, I mean, that's probably the biggest blessing to our family is the flexibility. The fact that if I have a sick child, um, I'm not having to, to choose between work and family. At the end of the day, it's our business. And if the work doesn't get done, it's no one's fault but my own. And so, um, you know, you just do it at midnight if you have to because you had a sick child that day, as a lot of people do. Um, but I don't get pushback from my boss. Uh, saying, why, why don't you have this done? So the, the blessing of flexibility is really just huge. And I wouldn't change that for anything. Um, and then I don't think a lot of daughter-in-laws have the opportunity to spend as much time as I do with their father-in-law. And he and I have a great relationship. Um, it, it was a big challenge for us to mesh our personalities and figure that out when I started here. And he'll he'll tell you the same thing. So I'm not saying anything he wouldn't say. He actually said it yesterday. Um, but we have figured it out. And 
um, he's such a smart man. He's such a smart man and such a good teacher and um, has taught me so much about business. And so um, that in and of itself is a huge blessing that I get to, to see that and witness that. And in this industry, um, he started this company 41 years ago. And what better resource or teacher could Rudy and I have um, than his, his dad who started the company and, um, you know, will retire someday. Um, but he said yesterday, I think he's in his eighth inning. And so we still have a little bit more time with him. So that that's been a huge blessing also. So what made you decide to leave corporate? Because you said you were in um, human resources. Human resources. You left corporate and went to work. Yeah. So that probably feeds more into my testimony. Um, so I don't know if you want me to talk a little bit. About Go right ahead. That. Go for it. Because that's, that's a big part of it. Um, I think in general, if I was going to sum up, what is uh, what is my testimony? Um, for a long time, I wasn't. I really didn't think I had a powerful testimony. Um, for a number of years. And now I think that I, I do because I think the power of my testimony is God's faithfulness and how I can share um, how God's been faithful in my life and how God has shown up so many, so many times. I, I wouldn't even be able to recount the number of times that God has been faithful. My testimony would be like an eight hour course. Um, <laughs> but just to give you some snippets, it probably starts with... Um, so I graduated from college right when the recession was at its peak. So 2009 and um, the job market was very bleak, not not a lot of opportunities out there, even though I was in Raleigh, um, whether you would think there was a lot of opportunities, it, it still was pretty barren um, from a landscape perspective looking for jobs. But uh, human resources is what my uh, bachelor's degree, my concentration was in, and it, it is what I was interested in. And so um, that was probably the time in which I really found my faith. Um, and, and I was baptized when I was 13. I mean, I've, I've been a believer, but when I say I really learned, I learned how to lean into my faith is probably a better way to say that. Um, I just, I, I got to the point that I just prayed, God, I know you have a plan and I'm not going to worry about not having a job or not being able to find a job rather because you have a plan and I know your plans are good and we'll see what happens. Um, and at that point in time, when I was graduating in 2009, that's literally every person's question, you know, that you cross paths with in a day. Um, I mean, like job market is just terrible. How many places have you applied to? Have you heard back from anybody? And so if not for God, if not for faith to be able to say, he's got a plan, I'm not worried about it. Um, that could have just been a really depressing <laughs> time. <laughs> and so... I, I also, I do believe God has a plan that is just cool, paramount to my existence. I think God has a plan for everything. I also think that you have to do the work. Um, mm. So I think as much as God has a plan and as much as he has, um, his will is so important in our lives. He also gave us free will and we have to use the brain he gave us and the legs he gave us. And we have to go do the work ourselves. He's not just going to give it to us. And so, um, so I did put in the work and I was able to get a couple interviews. Um, I actually got a job offer and turned it down because I didn't think it was right for me. Um, everybody thought I was really crazy, but I just didn't think it was right. And um, it was probably not even a week after I turned it down that I got another job offer. So went into HR right off the bat, um, was in it, loved it, did that for about five years with one company, different roles, um, really got to try my hand at a lot of stuff, had the, the best boss I will ever, ever, ever have. She and I are still really good friends. Um, and then uh, I think God just came kind of knocking on my heart and was like, it's time to move. It's time to do something to go to a different company. And um, I had built such a good rapport with my coworkers and with our clients and was learning and was in such a great environment. And I mean, part of me was like, are you sure? Are you sure it's time for me to leave? I don't, I don't know. I don't know that it's time. Um, but I just think he felt like it was time because obviously he knew it was coming and around the corner. And so I started to apply. I honestly only applied to two jobs and um, I took one of them and that was a great learning experience for me. 
um, while I was there, I, I, my husband and I had decided to start our family. So we did, um, ended up that, that job was not going to be a long-term, uh, that company was not going to be a long-term place for me. I had a values mismatch with the owner. Mm -hmm. It took me a little bit to figure that out, but, um, about eight weeks into maternity leave, I, I realized, um, I'm not going to be here long-term. This isn't, I have a values mismatch. Owner's values aren't going to change and mm -hmm. I aren't going to change. And so this isn't going to be long-term for me. So once again, God just kind of pushed. And so I went to my husband and I said, well, I think I want to leave my job or rather not go back from maternity leave. He was like, oh, all right do you think that's the hormones? Do you think that's God? And I was like, well, probably a combination of both, um, but let's go with God. So we, we had to look at our finances and everything and, um, and God provided, you know, he just provided. And so my plan was to find a part-time job so I could be part-time mama, part-time worker. Um, cause I had no interest in leaving the, the career field. I, I, I've always wanted to work and, um, I want to have a family and I want to work. I want to do both. So um, God provided and um, we were able to sustain with my husband's salary and half of a salary for me. Um, my old boss actually was the one that hired me back and I worked part time for um, three and a half years. I'd always wanted to go uh, or, or to go back to school and get my MBA. That was a big goal of mine. And um, I had prayed about that since I, before I graduated from undergrad. Timing just was never right. Either money wasn't there or the right program wasn't there, but timing wasn't right. And so when um, when my oldest daughter was 10 months old, God came knocking again and was like, the time is now to go get your MBA while I'm working part time uh, with a 10 month old. Mm. That was what I did. So um, my husband supported me in that decision and I applied to school and got in. And so thus started my MBA journey. And so God's faithfulness in that endeavor was just so present when we started uh, that process. Um, well, I guess I should back up just a little bit. So the part of the money piece was I was still paying off undergraduate school loans. Mm -hmm. so we had a plan in place that by the time our oldest daughter was born, we were going to have those loans paid off so we could pay for daycare. Because <laughs> that was the only way we were going to be able to pay for daycare. Mm -hmm. So my daughter was born August 4th and August 10th was my last payment for the undergrad school loans. So undergrad loans were paid off six days after she was born. Um, so in that though, when she was 10 months old, we had not saved any money for me to go to grad school. Um, and so while my husband was like super excited, I got into school, <laughs> very glad you think this is God's plan. We don't have any money for you to go to grad school. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, gosh, just, you know, you set up a payment plan for, for your tuition and every time one of those payments was due, my husband got a side job Wow! every, every time for two and a half years, every time one of those payments was due, he got a side job. And so I'm not saying we didn't have to, you know, move some money around from savings before he got paid for the side job, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But all of his side jobs paid for my my entire MBA. Um, and then the one time that he didn't have a side job, I got a scholarship that semester. Wow. And so, I mean, can you talk about God's faithfulness? <laughs> Tell me about it. You know, so, so that happened. And um, so then how did I get out of that? Well, as I, how did I get out of HR into Upton and company? As I was in my MBA program, I, um, I decided that I wanted to be more in um, finance and operations and not not just in HR. And HR is, is wonderful and it's a huge part of an organization. I just wanted to be more involved in the operations and finance piece. Um, so I don't mean to say just HR because mm -hmm. HR, I love HR. It's where my heart was um, and I still love it. But um, I just wanted to be more involved in the overall runnings of an organization. Um, and so once again, I looked at my husband and was like, well, I think I'm going to be looking for another job when I'm done with this MBA. And I'm sure in his head, he was like, 
geez Louise, here we go again. Mm -hmm. That wasn't his response. His response was, okay, what, (laughs) how can I support you? What, what do you want to look for? What's the plan? Um, And about that time, my father-in-law decides that he's kind of ready to start handing some things over to my husband with the business. And, um, you know, Timon once again, just worked out and Upton and company um, had an opportunity um, for someone to come in and be a part of the financials and the operations. So thus we were like, all right, well, this is what I'm looking for. Um, so we just prayed about it, prayed about it, talked about it, talked with my father-in-law about it. Um, and we all just decided, all right, we're going to give it a try and see how it goes. So that's, that's how I ended up here. But I think it's all a story of just God's faithfulness and him knocking on the door and pulling on my heartstrings. Um, me and my husband having the faith to say, all right, let's, let's try it. Let's see what happens. Um, and then ultimately every single time he provides and shows up. Now let's talk about how you um, heard God telling you, because a lot of people are like, God doesn't talk to me, but you heard God saying, leave your job, leave this, go now, the time to go back to school. How can you discern that from something else? That is such a great question. So I guess, let me clarify. I didn't audibly hear God, um, man, I hope one day I do, but, but I didn't audibly, but I've, I've developed this, the way that I do this, the way that I discern it. Um, I pray for peace about something. So for example, when I was going from my first big girl job that I loved and had been there for almost five years, um, I prayed before I went to my interview for the new company, I prayed, um, God, if, if this is from you and if this is the path, then please give me peace. After this interview, I, I, I want to clear this went great and this interview was really good. Um, and that's going to tell me this is from you. If I don't have peace and if I'm like, I don't really know how that went. I don't really know how I feel. Then that tells me it's not from you and I'm not supposed to go anywhere. And so um, I went to that interview and left with a very clear picture of gosh, that was great. And I'm excited about this. And I feel like I like the people and I feel like I would fit with the job and I left having peace about it. So peace has been my determining factor. Um, And so, you know, Paul tells us that um, through Christ Jesus, we can have the peace, God's peace that surpasses all understanding. And so I pray for peace. And to me, that is, that's the way in which I can, um, I can hear God's voice, if you will, and discern, is is this from him or is it not from him? And if I don't have peace about something, if my heart is unsettled about something, then that's what I think tells me it's not from him and it's from my humanly wants or my humanly desires. It's it's not a godly thing. Now, how do you manage to keep your faith with your, you obviously said that your husband and you pray together, you know, to make each decision that you went across, you prayed about it, but how do you keep grounded in that faith with each other especially when you see each other every single solitary day sometimes 24 7 almost and then you're taking in you know of a kindergartner and a three-year-old and that's going to be stressful too so let's talk about that yeah so about two and a half years ago um i had this poll that we needed to work on our marriage and i would have told you we had a good marriage um i think anybody can make improvements on their marriage but I would have said we had a good marriage. In fact, I took a survey and and rated our marriage like a eight out of 10 or something. So I just had this pull of we we need to put some work into our marriage and not really knowing why. Um, And so we go to Hope Community Church. I know Melissa knows that, but um, for anybody listening, we go to Hope Community Church. We have been there for eight or nine years. Um, we love it. Our children have gone to daycare there. Our youngest still does full time. And it has just been, um, gosh, just a refuge for um, so many seasons of life and such a blessing for our family. Um, but Hope was doing a re-engage is what it's called. And it's a marriage. It's part of the marriage ministry at Hope. And so I had heard about it um, really just at church with them talking about it. And they had done it several cycles and I finally just had this push. And so I just went to Rudy and said, I don't, 
I feel like we need to work on our marriage. Um, and once again, I'm sure he was like, I feel like we have a good marriage, but his response was, okay, I'll listen. <laughs> and so <laughs> I said, well, there's this class. And he was like, am I going to have to share my feelings? And I said, probably so. <laughs> and so I was like, but can we just try it? And he was like, all right, I'll try it. So, uh, so we signed up. Um, so, you know, again, God just is funny. Um, Stephanie Lorente that owns uh, and operates Restored for Moms. I had been to a Restored for Moms event the month before Reengage started. My very first event with Restored for Moms, very first time meeting Stephanie. Um, a month later, we go to our very first night of Reengage, and Stephanie and her husband Chris are our mentors. Wow. So they're the leader of our small group. There's five couples in a group and um, there's the leaders and four couples that are, you know, taking the class. And so Stephanie and Chris are our leaders. Um, so, you know, God's just funny. Um, so that was just such an awesome, wonderful experience. It's a, a nine week class, uh, kind of an introductory week and then eight weeks of work. And it, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal ministry um, that we are so blessed to be a part of. And um I would be happy to talk to anybody offline about that because we I'm, we are both just so passionate about marriage and my heart breaks for people that are struggling in their marriage um, because it's I know how foundational it is to every part of your family. Um, we both lived it and still live it. And um, when there's not a strong marriage, it affects it affects everything um, and it certainly affects your children. And um our job is to make disciples. And so in order for us to pour into our children, we have to have a strong marriage and a strong foundation um, to do that. And so we really believe in marriage and, and supporting marriages. So we worked on our marriage. We we took that class. We worked on our marriage. Um, I think our marriage went from good to great. And because of that, because of the tools, we have been able to sustain and uh, there's been a lot of tough seasons, especially recently, um, probably because of, you know, some of COVID, but other things too. Um, I developed uh, anxiety, which I've never, ever struggled with that. Quite frankly, no one in my family has struggled with that. And so I didn't even know what was happening. Um, this was about three months ago. And I, my husband's wife, me, changed overnight into this mm -hmm. other person. And, you know, I think had we not taken re-engaged and really just invested a lot of energy and time into our marriage, I certainly don't think we'd be separated or divorced or anything, but just that whole process and the season that we've been through in the last four months would have looked a whole lot different. Um, and so I'm super thankful that we had invested in our marriage when we felt that pull from God and, um, and, and we did take advantage of when we were in a season of good and a season of time and babysitters to go to the class um, that we had put the work in because man, did we need it a couple months ago? Um, so I don't know if I answered your question or not, but I think re-engage had a huge part, a huge part in us being able to sustain what we do on a day to day. Um, and we just, we continue to have a lot of conversations and a lot of check-ins with one another. And if something's not going well, we have to talk about it. Communication is huge for us. We, I used to say we over-communicate, but I've come to believe that you can't over-communicate as long as it's productive, mm -hmm. right? You can meet a dead horse um, and talk about something to the point that it's not productive. Yeah. But as long as it's productive conversation, then um, I don't think you can over communicate. So we just we communicate a lot. We do constant check ins. Um, anytime we plan anything, we ask the other one. Some people are like, why do you have to ask your husband if you can go do X? I don't have to ask my husband if I can go do X. I don't have to ask my husband if I can go buy X. But why wouldn't I? Why, why wouldn't I care about what his opinion is? Mm -hmm. um, he and I are in this together and it's a partnership. So um, we have children together. We have responsibilities that tie together. Uh, so I am going to ask him and he is involved in all of my decisions. Um, and I'm involved in all of his decisions. It goes both ways. So I love the fact that you said that you took the re-engage, not realizing that later on you were going to have to use it. 
Now let's talk about the challenges. Developing anxiety is huge. Anxiety is something that a lot of people do, to this day are still struggling with. So let's talk about how you saw it change you and how you, your husband was able to say, okay, calm down. I'm going to, I'm going to address this new woman who I don't know who it is, <laughs> but you know, but I'm still in it and I'm here wherever you need me. Yeah. So I think I probably should just start with like how it, how it all, how I determined it was anxiety, how, how that happened, because right. I've never experienced anxiety. Um, I'm an Enneagram type three. I'm very like take charge and can do it and don't need help. Um, and so me getting to a point where I could barely function during the day was very new territory, <laughs> very new territory. Um, and so I, I liken it back to um, the book of Esther. So I, we, we did a Bible study with Restored on Esther. Um, I had previously done another Bible study on Esther a couple years ago with another group. And so it, Esther's just one of my favorite books of the Bible. But do you remember the point in Esther where King Xerxes can't sleep? Mm -hmm. And he gets one of the um, servants to read to him from the scrolls mm -hmm. from his reign. Um, and during that reading is when he is reminded that Mordecai had stopped the plot for King Xerxes to be killed. Mm -hmm. And so I think we touched on it a little bit in the Restored for Moms Bible study, but it was a really big part of the previous Bible study I did. Mm -hmm. And that was that. God can withhold sleep from us at times mm -hmm. to reveal something to us. And so in that scene, God kept sleep from Xerxes because he needed to be reminded mm -hmm. of all this good that Mordecai had done. Because in another day, Haman was going to try to hang Mordecai. Mm -hmm. And so Xerxes needed to remember, oh, this man saved my life. So I think that God can withhold sleep from us and, and withhold other things. I mean, he can do whatever he wants to, but he can withhold sleep from us because our mind is quiet. The house is quiet. Mm -hmm. We can think, um, process. And so for two weeks, I didn't sleep <laughs> three months ago. Wow. So it, it started off, you know, just not sleeping great one night. And then literally that snowballs into, I didn't sleep for two weeks. Um, maybe like a night, an hour, a night, maybe, mm -hmm. um, but for two weeks. And so it finally got to the point that I was like, hold up, like, there's a problem here. I, I'm not sleeping at all. Still working full time, still two children, still married, mm -hmm. all, all the things still. Um, I was still trying to do one of the last Restored for Moms Bible studies. And I was like, okay, okay, Madison, like Paul's, um, what's happening Okay, so is God withholding sleep? Why is God withholding sleep? What's going on? And so it just gave me an opportunity to pause and realize something's not right. And and it's not anything I can control anymore. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not, it's way out of my control. And so I just prayed and prayed. And finally, it was a Thursday night. And I said to Rudy, I said, if I don't sleep tonight, I'm going to the doctor in the morning. I'm calling the doctor and making an appointment because obviously there's an issue. And so he was like, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's what you should do. So didn't sleep a wink. So I called the doctor the next morning, go. And she was like, girlfriend, you got anxiety. <laughs> you are having panic attacks like all night long. Mm. Um, and my heart had been racing, racing, racing for two weeks, all day, all night. She was like, you're, you're having panic attacks. I've never even had a panic attack in my whole life. So anyway, I, I just think that um, God used that as an opportunity uh because I wasn't handling all the things mm -hmm. that we had going on in the best way. And one of those big pieces that Rudy and I realized is I wasn't letting him help me enough. Mm -hmm. So during that time, we were putting our old house, fixing it up for it to go mm -hmm. on the market, um, putting it on the market, trying to find an apartment to live in for six months while we're building our new house. We also decided to move our office. <laughs> We also had, um, you know, a child graduating kindergarten and all the other normal daily life things. You still have to get groceries and that kind of stuff. Um, and we were trying to plan a trip for our 10 year anniversary. And I, I was just trying to manage all of that by myself. Mm -hmm. 
and not that my husband wasn't trying to help or didn't want to help. I just was guarding it and I wouldn't let it go, um, which is my three Enneagram personality. And, <laughs> and so Jesus was like, you got to stop. You got to stop. You got to let go and let God and let people help. Um, and so that was just a, a turning point for Rudy and I once again, that he was like, I'm not ever going to let you do this to yourself again, where you take on so much that it's to your detriment. Um, the next time you say, no, I got it. I'm going to push back. And I'm mm -hmm. going to say, it's not that I don't think you have it. I just, I, I want to help and, and I'm helping. I'm taking this. <laughs> so. So that's kind of how I got to the anxiety, figured out what, what was going on. Um, the, the biggest challenge he and I had was he was very scared of the medication. Um, that was just no one in his family has had that. No one in my family has. We knew nothing about it. And the more research he did on his own, um, the, the worse it got in mm -hmm. terms of him being okay with it. And so we just really had to pray and work through that. And he had to put his faith and his trust in God um, that the doctors were telling me the right thing and that I was on the right medicine. And um, it was hard. It was just really hard. It was a very challenging several months. Honestly, I think it was the hardest time we've ever had in our marriage. Um, and I never thought, gosh, this isn't going to work and we're going to get separated. I, nothing mm -hmm. like that. But, but the hardest time in our marriage um, to figure out how to get to an end result that we both were going to be able to really live with every day. And, and I changed overnight. Like we went on our 10 year anniversary trip. Normally I would be the first one, as Melissa would know from Bible study, to mm -hmm. grab a glass of wine. Well, I, I, could, I was not drinking any alcohol because it wasn't helping me sleep. And so I couldn't even toast with a glass of champagne for our 10 year wedding anniversary. Mm. Um, you know, so while that's not a big thing, um, that is a norm that would have been for us that completely changed. Uh, me trying to get in the bed at like seven o'clock so I could get 30 minutes of sleep before my anxiety kicked in mm -hmm. um, instead of staying up and spending time with him or with the children. Um, you know, that just completely changed. Um, me getting to two o'clock in the day and just being a ball of tears at work because I hadn't slept in two weeks and didn't know if I was ever going to sleep again. And I still needed to run reports and still needed to make sure we had money in the bank and the company and all those things didn't stop. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I, I was a different person for several months um, and he just hung in there. <laughs> He hung in there and we both just, when one of us was like, is this ever going to change? The other one was, yeah, God's got this. God's got this and it is going to change and we just got to get through it. And honestly, that role changed from day to day. <laughs> one day it was me telling him God's got this and it's going to be okay. And the next day it was him telling me God's got this and it's going to be okay. And so we just had to constantly support each other and constantly just give it up, just give it up to God and be like, all right, this is, we don't know what to do, but we're trusting you and we're trying. Um, so yeah, it was, it was tough. It was hard. So thank goodness that you were able to recognize that things were going wrong because a lot of people let it go too long. And then who knows what might've happened to the marriage or to your family life if you had let it go on for, for a long time, not to say that you won't be separated or divorced. I'm not saying that, but it could have affected and made a major crack in your marriage. So oh, God prepared you way ahead with, um, was it reengaged and got from there. And it's like what I'm going to plug Stephanie real quick. It's like what she said in her WRAO, um, mm -hmm. go ask mom. We can't have it all. We we've always told you can have it all, but you can have it. Can't have it all at one time. You can have it in different seasons. So sometimes we have to give, up our control of things and delegate even though as moms we don't like to delegate we like to do things our way who cares if the towels are folded differently as long as they're getting folded that's right and they're clean and who cares about the how the dishwasher is loaded as long as the dishwasher the dishes get cleaned who cares we have to give up and fight our own battles yes yes and and from that again god's faithfulness um about a month and a half uh, about about a month ago, a month and a half ago, um, 
lo and behold, and I asked him beforehand, so he he is okay with me saying this. Um, my brother went through a super, super challenging uh, time in his life and developed anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, I was able to just scoop him up and be like, hey, <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> This is what I've just been through. And he didn't know what I've just been through. Um, and he and I are close. He's seven years younger than me. And we're in very different life seasons. Um, but I had not burdened him with everything I was going through. And so, um, you know, it's just wild that I went through everything I did and then was able to turn around and say, this is this is the same thing that happened to me. You're not alone. You're not mm-hmm. alone. And you're not crazy for feeling this way. And oh my gosh, I'm on the other side of it and I'm getting better. And please let me help tell you what I did and who I talked to and Mm -hmm. all of those pieces. Um, And he has said to me since then, like if, if, if you hadn't have been through that and been able to say, it's okay to take medicine. I I don't, he didn't want to take medicine either. Um, Mm -hmm. But if I hadn't been through it and done it and come out on the other side, um, he has said, you know, I just, what a blessing (laughs) that you Mm -hmm. had been through it. And so God just over and over, over and over is so faithful. And if you look just so many times in my life, um, when you don't know why it's happening, there's just a reason. There is a reason. And and some things we're not going to know until we get to heaven why. But um, sometimes we are fortunate enough to see the reason um, in in our lives while we're on this earth. And that is such a blessing. That is so true. And I think a lot of people are going through anxiety now because of COVID. You know, mm-hmm. life's changed and they're not sure which direction it's going to go. They're, even with the Delta variant back out here now, we're not sure how that's going to go. We're not going to sure if we're going into lockdown. So there's all that unknown. You just have to keep faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. We... Um, Another super, super cool um, thing. So our oldest daughter is um, in in first grade, but she started kindergarten during COVID. And so our very first child going to school um, and we had made the decision um, probably a year before she ever started of where where for her to go to school. Um, And we did choose a a private school. Um, There were a lot of reasons for that. One of the big reasons was because we knew we were going to move a lot. And um, we didn't want her to have to switch schools every time we moved. Because in Wake County, for those of you who don't know, every time you move four miles down the road, you're in a new school district. (laughs) Pretty much. So um, that was really important to us. And so long story short, we did choose a private school. um, And when COVID started, uh, her school was in person. And so you know, as we're trying to run this family company, which is just my father, there's five of us. That's it. (laughs) There's five (laughs) and three of us are related and two of us are married. And so, um, when all of COVID happened and childcare, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Um, our daycare shut down for eight weeks, but after that opened back up full time, we were considered, considered essential workers. Mm-hmm. And so our youngest could go to daycare and then our oldest, because of a decision we had prayed about and made a year before, was at a different school and met in person. Um, and I will have you know, never, ever did her classroom have to shut down. Wow. Now, there were other grades and other classrooms that did, um, but my child's did not. There was not a day that she missed in kindergarten because of COVID. And that is just such a blessing um, because I don't know how we would have continued to run our business um, if she hadn't have been in person. And, you know, that just one of those things that you pray about and pray about and God's like, this is the decision. And you don't even really know why, you know, we thought at the time, oh, it's it'll be great because we won't ever have to move schools for her. But God just knew the whole time. COVID's coming. This is going to happen. You're going to need more help. You're going to need more support. You're going to need her in person. Mm-hmm. And I know this school is going to stay in person. Um, and so anyway, just again, time after time, I can see how God had this whole plan worked out um, for reasons we didn't even know about because we didn't even know COVID existed at the time. Tell me about it. So that's God's faithfulness is amazing. Now, our time is almost up, Madison. I always ask people that come on the inspirational, would they like to say a prayer? 
So would you like to say a prayer? Yes, yes, absolutely. So it, it's all you. I'm going to put it on you so people can focus on you and focus on your voice. So here we go. Okay, awesome. God, thank you so much. Um, thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity with Melissa. Thank you for this platform that you've given Melissa that she could share these experiences and share these testimonies. God, I just pray that any part, any piece of our conversation today would benefit even one person. I just pray, um, as I did before Melissa and I even talked, I just pray that you would use our conversation for your glory, um, for the benefit of your kingdom. And I pray that you would bless even just one person with our conversation. God, thank you so much. Um, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your mercies. Um, I'm so glad they're new every morning because God, we need them. And thank you for your provision for our lives. Thank you for your plan. Um, your plans are good and we know that you have them and we just thank you for them. And it is in your son's precious name that we pray. Amen. I had to put myself back on and so I was like in there praying with you. Um, Madison, I want to thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your story because I think a lot of people can relate to being the mom, being a wife, working, trying to the marriage of coming from a, um, a, a divorced home, dealing with anxiety, dealing with COVID, owning your own business, working with your spouse. I mean, there's tons of things that people can relate to. And being from Eastern North Carolina, which we both are from Eastern yes. North Carolina. So um, so I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your faith because it's so strong in you. I mean, anybody that knows you can see it just shines right through you. Well, I, that, that means a lot to me and I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you having me. Um, I'm just so proud of you and all the work that you're doing. And I'm just so grateful to even be a little bit a part of it. So thank you so much for asking me. So guys, I will put in the show notes, everything that we talked about. Um, if you want to contact Madison, um, I will put in her, what your company, your company email or company um, name. Yep. And that way you can, even if you want a house built, Go look and you're in the Raleigh area and go look yes. for her and her husband. There you go. So once again, guys, um, be blessed. And most importantly, remember, keep chatting. Bye. Bye. Chats from the blog cabin. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode.